Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game away at Brentford on Wednesday. So, Dan, you're going to Griffin Park on Wednesday. What, what, are, you, what are you thinking ahead of this game? Based on the last two years, I'm thinking that we'll probably get beat. The only, the only consolation is it's been Dean Smith that's been in charge both those times that we've got beat and obviously he's in charge of, of us now but Brentford are very good at home the last time they played at home they won 5-2 against Blackburn and I saw some highlights of that game and they scored five like, beautiful goals would be how I'd describe them lovely, lovely team moves a bit like how we were playing when Smith first came in but we've kind of gone back yeah. To the kind of football we were like under Bruce, whereas they've now just, although they lost at the weekend, they've just started to play again. What do you think we've seen that that we've we're suddenly playing great football and then we've <laughs> instead of getting better over time, we seem to be going backwards? I really don't know. I can't I can't explain it other than the two injuries which we've talked talked about to death. But surely that doesn't change the way you play to that degree. No, and if and if we're trying to be a bit more solid and, and be a bit more defensive, we've certainly not achieved that because we're letting in as many goals as yeah. ever. So. I really don't know. It just it feels quite negative at the moment all around. The fam- fans are quite negative with the way things are going at the moment. I think most have got the sensible long-term view that we basically just need the, the summer now. I mean, to be honest, it sounds defeatist, but if I got offered for the season to end now, I, I really think I'd take it because, like you say, we're not we're not really getting any better. And I, I can't see us making, making the playoffs, and I'm one of the most positive people you'll, you'll ever meet around Villa I, I just don't see us doing it I don't, I don't think we're good enough well yeah because I remember talking to you about I think it, well, after one of the games we did a post-match reaction we were sort of going this is all going great and then within a few weeks we're going oh maybe we weren't actually as good as we thought we were so how do you shift from that so quickly and then you what months down the line games where you looked at sort of I don't know start of December thinking okay that'll be where we start to have a run that hasn't happened <laughs> yeah we did okay when we, had a, when we had a tough run we actually came out of it Looking quite good. We came out with with it with good pointage from the Leeds game onwards. After the Leeds game, you thought right, there's a run of fixtures here now where we can really go places and we can really start to get some points on the board and just go on a run. And it, it just hasn't happened. We've won twice, I think, and even when we've won those games, we've then failed to build on it. I mean, I think we're unbeaten in 
three, is it now? We need that run of wins, but I, I just can't see it coming at the moment. I'd, lo- I'd love to be wrong, and like you say, things can change really, really quickly, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be this, this Wednesday. And then we've got a tough game again on Saturday at Villa Park as well, West Brom are going really well so I feel like we've kind of missed the boat to go on that run although saying that in general we've done better against the bigger teams I was going to say yeah, is this where we get our run now against the, the better teams in the league that we pick up get, we pick up points where we didn't we don't expect to whereas weeks ago we're losing to Wigan and Hull or whoever it was and now we go to Brentford and Albion and win them both so I'd, I'd love to obviously we've pulled back a, a decent point in the end against Sheffield United but draws really are no good for us and that and that's what's killed us all, yeah. all season to be fair it's the fact that we've drawn so many games we must have drawn the most in the league without looking I don't know but I'd have a guess it's around 13, 14 that, that's too many draws and you're not going to go up with that amount of draws I think the, fir- the first season we were in the championship we drew a lot as well and that that was what cost us because it, as we saw the other day we're a difficult team to actually beat we're 3-0 down we come back but we're just not getting enough wins on the board Let's talk about that Sheffield United game quickly because I know we didn't really get a chance to speak much after after the game itself. What happened there? Because I look at that and go, if we can do that in a eight-minute window at the end of a game, why are we so bad for the first eighter? I mean, I think Sheffield United absolutely went to pieces, if I'm being honest, having been in control for, for 80 minutes. And they were in control from minute one, in my yeah. opinion. A bit like when we played Leeds, I thought straight away, these are good. We know from when we went to Bramall Lane, they took us apart there. We know what they can do. We know they've got good firepower. They've got a set system. They've got a, a way of playing. And I just thought, we're in trouble here. And I said to my dad at time, I can see this going 2-3-0 quite quickly because we're just not at it. And that's, that's exactly what happened an hour in with 3-0 with down. I almost found it annoying that we, could, that we got back to 3-3. Three, three. I almost wasn't really celebrating the fact that we got back to 3-3 three, three, I get that it's good spirit and you, and you do just hope now that that's something that can turn turn around morale and turn around our fortunes but I was just so shell-shocked by what I'd watched for the, the first 80 minutes we were just completely outclassed didn't really lay a glove on them at all in my opinion and then obviously set pieces in football can change games and we, we managed to get ourselves back the keeper didn't cover himself in glory for the set piece he then didn't cover himself in glory for the second one either in my opinion, and we've just given ourselves a lifeline. And when, once we did get the second, you did think, right, is there, is, there, is there a sniff now? And Andre Green's obviously popped up at the death, and it's, it's, a, it's a good goal. And it's great for the boys that they've done that and they've got back. It does show that there is some team spirit there. But I'm just asking questions of that first 80 minutes because we just yeah. we didn't know we met each other before. Why can we only start playing at 3 0 down? Is it because there's some freedom and no expectation because oh, the game's gone, so we can relax a bit now? I don't, I don't know what mentality shift happens there or, or whether it is just that we nick the one and Sheffield United go, oh my God, this is it, we're going to blow, we're going to blow it and they bring it upon themselves. I, I don't know. I'm not pointing the finger at the crowd at all because I think it was a tough watch. I was getting really, really frustrated myself. I was probably a bit more verbal than I usually am down down Villa Park. But obviously the crowd started, started to go. There wasn't wasn't loads of people there when we got yeah, back to three. A lot of people left it, as the third went in, so about like 65 minutes, 70 minutes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people left. I mean, I think Andre Green put a left-footed cross straight into the crowd and at that point yeah. it felt like a lot of people just, walk, just walked out of the ground. So there was just no expectation, was there? I wasn't sitting there thinking, we're going to get back into this. I was sitting there thinking, this is damage limitation. Now I just don't want to go and get beat four or five. Chris Wilder, I mean, he was quite jovial in his post-match interview, to be fair, 
on Sky, but he was should it? be absolutely <laughs> livid because there was no way we should be we should be drawing that game, getting anything out of that game because we were just second best the whole way yeah. through. So how does what happened against Sheffield United affect specifically the Brentford game first? Because for a large chunk of that game, we were nowhere near good enough. But surely the completing the comeback that breeds a confidence where you go, okay, let, let's go, let's start over now, and we'll take that into the next game. But surely you can't forget what came before it. So which, which part does De Villa take into that now? Is it a, a really hard training week and to put right what went wrong? Or is it just we're high on confidence and we'll go to Brentford and, and try and play in the same way as we did in the final 10? I mean, the week would have been, a, leading up to the game, would have been a lot better based on the fact that we didn't lose and that yeah. we did show, show that spirit to get back. I mean, for me, he's got to play the team that, that finished the game. I think the two subs made, made a difference. I mean... I I'm, not, I'm not having a pop at Yednak, but I simply don't think he should have been playing because he didn't look he didn't look fit in that kind of game. You, you know your games for Yednak. It's, it's it's your Birmingham at home games like that. You know the games they're going to be a battle. You want to throw him into. You don't want to throw him in after months on the sidelines against Sheffield United because they're one of the most mobile sides in the league. And like I said, they've got formation. They know what they're doing. They've been playing that way for years, and they've been playing it very well. So it's the last game you want to throw him in. For me, I thought that was a, a bad decision. Yeah. from Dean Smith and it, and it showed during the game and when Whelan came on we actually got some control in the game and I thought Whelan did really really well when yeah. he came on I, I don't think he ever lets us down Whelan you'll have people that don't like him but I don't I think even his harshest critic would have to sit back and just say he came on and he made a positive difference for Villa obviously Andre Green's come on and scored as well he didn't come on and he didn't come on and was brilliant I didn't think but he, no. he did enough he was better than what was on the left wing before him, in my opinion. Codger, I don't even know what to say. The players on the pitch were getting annoyed with Codger. The people in the stands were certainly getting annoyed with him as well. I mean, I think for the second goal, he threw himself to the floor, basically just dived, and then they ran at the yeah. other end and scored. Third goal, I thought he's tracking back, left a lot to be desired for, if, if I'm being honest. And I've said it many times, that's why I'd pick a Doma, just because he does, the, he does the defensive things and we're not very good defensively at the moment I think when Codger came off Green just gave us that little bit more without being brilliant and just to play devil's advocate that because and I, mean, I know he hasn't done it of late but because Codger is one of those players that can just pull a, a rabbit out of the hat that that's why we persist with him because he might not do might not do great for 80 minutes but he might pull out a winner at the end in theory but how often has that happened for me he's better he's been better this season when he's come off the bench in my in my opinion, that's from what I've seen. The games where I've thought Codger has done well, he, he's come off the bench. He didn't look massively interested to me, and I might be I might be completely wide of the mark here. But to me, he was just kind of going through the motions. You kind of get the feeling he won't be here next season. There was talk of a low move, wasn't it, in January anyway? But however true that ended up being or not, there's been talk for a while now of Codger isn't isn't a long term option. Obviously, he had the, the big injury, not quite been the same player since then. And if you've got somebody like Andre Green who can come on and, yeah, admittedly didn't play great for that for that twenty-minute period or whatever it was, he still he still got the equalising goal, didn't he? So offered more than Codger. Again, could be wrong, but body language on the wing just doesn't look great for me personally. I think yeah. he's better on the wing. I don't think you can play him as a lone striker. I don't think he does the things that a lone striker should do. And to be honest, you're not going to pick him over. You're not going to pick him over Tammy anyway because Tammy's scored twenty goals. He's on absolute fire. I kind of feel like Codger thinks he should be up front just by just by his body language and just by sometimes by the positions 
that he take that he takes up. I mean, naturally, he's a striker, so he's bound to come inside. That's what that's what you want him to do on the left, but not when you should be tracking back your man. You shouldn't be standing in the middle of the park when you're the one that should be tracking up the wing and they've scored from that size. I just thought he had a difficult day and the fans' reactions. I thought the reaction to Ednat was really harsh. He was having a he was having a poor game, a real poor game. But he's the kind of player that doesn't deserve a reception like that at all, Ednat, because you know he's putting it in. He's just having a bad game. The reaction to the substitutions told you that they were the two that, that weren't having good games. Talk to me about Brentford a little bit then, because every time we've done a match preview, we've always talked about Dean Smith's style of football and Ryan Woods. Neither of those two will be on the Brentford side this week, so who should I be looking out for as a danger man for Brentford on Wednesday? And obviously, Mal Pace scored, scored a lot of goals. Yeah. They're just a good team. Again, as I say, I watched, them, I watched the highlights of the week against Blackburn. I think they went 2-0 down. They ended up winning 5-2. Like yeah. Some of the goals were just phenomenal. It was like the whole team was involved. The, the passing was, was excellent. I, that's the thing. I, I think they are a unit. They're a team. I think their new manager's come in and he's tried to do... He tried to make tweaks to what Dean Smith's done. Obviously, Brentford are the kind of team that whoever the manager is, they'll kind of play the same way. But he's just tried to tweak a few things from what my Brentford mates tell me. And I think it's taken them some time. To, to get used to, to the slight differences, the subtleties that, that, that Frank has made since he's been yeah. been named manager. But I think they're getting there now. They lost to Forest, I think, on, on Saturday away, which happens. But before that, they were on a really good run. and They're good at home. And I'm just really, really wary of them. The, the only crumb of comfort I've got, really, is that every time I've watched them this season, their keepers look suspect. Bentley okay. and actually Dean Smith, just before Dean Smith left, Dean Smith dropped Bentley and, and put something and put Daniels in goal and then the new managers come in and put Bentley straight back in but a lot of the goals I see Brentford concede have come from a mistake from the goalkeeper so they can be got at, at the back obviously they've sold Metham who I know that we wanted he's, yeah. he's gone to Bournemouth for, for big money so they've, they've got to do some, some rejigging which probably hasn't really helped but they seem to just find players Brentford it doesn't, it doesn't matter who leaves they'll just bring someone else who you've never heard of in and they'll become a really good player and go off and play elsewhere and then they'll bring another unknown through. they've just got that good cycle going Brentford they've run really really well they've run within their means and the, the board the manager everyone that works at the club they've got a plan and they, they know what they're doing and I think that's kind of what we're trying to trying to get to yeah. I mean I'm talking about Sheffield United being a, being a great side and Wilder's done a really good job but at the end of the day he's had multiple previous seasons to get his messages across and that's what Dean Smith needs we're, ter- we're terrible at the moment we're not pleasing on the eye at all I'm not enjoying what we're seeing but I'm not going to get on the get on the manager's back because they're not his players at the end of the day yeah. and, there, and there will be a lot of changes in the summer. People that are playing every week at the moment will not be here next season. I mean, yeah. there's obviously, if we don't go up, Tammy won't be here. He's playing every week. But there'll be other players who are just sold. There's people whose contracts are up. So it's, it's a difficult time for Villa at the moment. And I imagine that's a difficult thing to manage. It's, it's difficult to, when you're planning for the future and you know what you're going to do next season, it's difficult to then try and keep those players happy and you, and you have to involve them because yeah. they're big parts of the dressing room and things like that. So it's a really difficult time for Dean Smith at the moment. For me now, I just want to get through this season, it be it, finish as high as possible. If that's top six, brilliant. Let's obviously go all out for the Premier League. But I, I just don't see us as being good enough. I don't see us in that, in that top six the way things are at the moment. But... Then again, two months ago, Bristol City, nowhere near it. And they've gone on a, on yeah. a major run. And now now they're in the top six. So there is always just that little glimmer of hope in, in the back of your mind. But if I'm being honest with myself, I, I don't see this as being there. How many crazy games have we had at, at, 
Villa this season where you think, yeah. how have we not won that or how have we got back into that? You mean, there was a 5-5, we've had two 3-3s at Villa Park. That's just off the top off the top of my head. There's been some absolutely ridiculous games. How many late goals have we scored? And that's the annoying thing. We've got, we've got the ability going yeah. forward. We have it there, but because of the way we're shipping goals, I think we're definitely in the top three for goals conceded in the league, which has given ourselves a mountain to climb every week. And it, until that's rectified... I don't see us winning a lot of games. And, and this is Brentford will score past us. I imagine they'll score multiple goals past us. It's just, are we good enough to score more? And without Jack, the goals have dried up a, a little bit, haven't they? We've not been scoring as, as many since Jack's not been in the team. No, it's like, like you say, if you're... If, well, I don't know what the, the actual stat is, but if we're third lowest... No, third highest for conceding goals in the league and you want to be a team that's looking to be sixth or above, those two stats surely can never be allowed to happen at the same time. If you can see that many goals, to be anywhere near up there, you've got to be scoring double the amount, even just to try and attempt to win games. If you're going to concede two every game, you've got to score three a game to win. Occasionally, yes, you will do that, and we scored three the other night, and if you score three in any game, you probably should be winning it. But like you say, we've had so many high-scoring games, and games with late goals, and... Two threes, two twos. You can't prolong that for a full season. You need to be more solid at the back and be winning 1-0, winning 2-1. And You'll take any win you can get, obviously. But if over a season you're consistently shipping goals and scoring loads, at some point there's going to be a period where they cancel each other out and you just keep drawing all the time. And that's what's happened to us. I think it's just one of those seasons. To be honest, a frustrating season because yeah. you score three against Sheffield United, you draw 3-3. Three, three. We went ready in the week before. We didn't know we were ever going to score, and then we keep, and then then that week we keep a clean sheet. It's just one of those an- annoying seasons. We just we're just not quite there, and, and I don't think we have been the whole season. I, even some of the early games that we won, they were they were a slog. Wigan at home springs to mind. We've we've scored yeah. a late goal. We've let in sloppy goals, and that that's been the, the story of the season: sloppy, avoidable goals. I thought all three goals the other night were avoidable. But Sheffield United probably would be able to say that about us as well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. They won't. They won't brilliant goals, were they? We scored. I mean, very, very rarely is a fan going to sit there and say well, good goal from the other team. Really respect what what they've done there. But if someone does score a good goal against us, I'll, I'll usually sit there and hold hold my hands up and say that 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 is a good goal. But yeah, the amount of times I've sat there and thought, Jesus Christ, that was horrific, Villa. <laughs> Jesus, how Christ can Villa get? Yeah, and that's been and that has been how I felt. The, the majority of the season. You remember that Forest game, 5-5? Five, five? Oh, some of the goals were horror, horror shows. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the season. And I, and I say that's why I think we won't go up because I, I don't see that just suddenly snap clicking and, and changing. I don't see us yeah. suddenly snapping into gear and being a really consistent def, defending well side. I just don't see it. I mean, that made no sense what I've just said, but there you go. <laughs> Let's finish with a prediction then. Put your neck on the line. What's going to happen Wednesday? I, I can't see us winning. I, I hate coming here and predicting us to lose, but negative. I, I, I know it is. It is negative, but also I've, every away game I've been to this season, we haven't won anything. So, oh god, yeah, you're going, aren't you? Dolan's going as well. Tom's going. All the horror show. All the horror shows are going. Are going to the game. All the jinxes. I think Brentford will be us three one. Damn. But it won't be as bad as that time we lost three 0 there. That really was group. Uh, just to bring some kind of positivity or some people probably call it delusion, I'm going to go for a Villa win, 2-1, just to counter counter you. I think realistically, like I said against Sheffield, I think it'll be a draw, but I think well, let's just go with a 2-1 Villa, one nick it. The other thing is, Brentford will want to beat Dean Smith because he's left yeah. 
mid-season. I'll give him a great reception because I'll appreciate the work that he's done and that says a lot for the man. I mean, when I did that video with Stu from Soccer AM, the Brentford fan, he was waxing yeah. lyrical about Smith. He didn't begrudge him going. That doesn't mean they won't want to beat him. We took Hogan off him as well. I don't think we were immensely popular. Well, I always get points off us though, so they should be lucky. They should be thankful for that. That's just another factor though. I think they'll really, really want to beat us. And I think they're a side that's capable of cu cutting us open and that worries me. Thanks ever so much for watching this match preview. And again, apologies for my negativity. I wish I felt a bit more positive, but long-term I am behind Dean Smith. I just don't think we'll win on Wednesday. If you have enjoyed this video, then make sure you're giving it a like and comment below with your predictions as well. And if you're not subscribed to the Villa View with your post notifications on, and if you could do that, that really, really helps the channel grow. Tom and myself will be in the booth on Thursday, the day after the Brentford game. So that podcast will be with you on Friday morning, just before the West Brom game. So I imagine there has to be a preview knocking around at some point as well. So watch out for all, all the videos coming on the channel in the coming week. Obviously, there'll be a fan cams on Saturday as well. Thanks ever so much for all the support you give the channel of the villa. If you enjoyed that video, why not watch another? Click the video choices on screen now to go and watch them in full. Be sure to subscribe to the channel by clicking our logo there on the left. Easy peasy. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.